All right. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Geek Garage podcast. I am your host, David, and joined with me as per usual is my co-host, Ted White. How are you doing? Good, sir. I'm uh, I'm doing good. It's not it's not been usual here lately. Yeah, I, I was as I was saying it, I was like, wait, it, it actually isn't per usual. It's this is this is actually the first episode of 2021 where it's just you and I. Isn't that correct? Um, well, that's not entirely correct because I was on the episode with Mac, but this is number two. Well, I mean, like just you and me with okay, no yeah. guests. Yeah, I think that's that's probably true then. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's good to be back to the old grind where it's just um, you and me um, and we have to pretend like we know stuff yes. and are, in fact, not idiots. Well, <laughs> pretending at least. Right. Yeah. But anyways, uh, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We are marching ever forward with our informal paranormal series. This is part four. And today we're going to be talking about dig through the ditches and burn through the witches and slit. No, wrong. Uh, Okay. So not Rob zombie, just zombies. Okay. Rob, this song is nothing but unintelligible lyrics and spliced clips from pornos of women moaning. That's right. (laughs) Drop that shit. (laughs) Uh, and then Rob comes back with like more edits and you're just like, Rob, this is just like clips from a clockwork orange. What, what is going on? This sounds like you literally just got a razor blade and all the cassette tapes in your house together and did a bunch of cocaine. <laughs> Anyways. So yeah, we are in fact talking about zombies today and it is it is a hefty topic, just like all the other topics that we have tackled for our informal paranormal series. It's a it's a big one. It's a doozy, and you know there's entire podcasts out there dedicated to cryptids and zombies and aliens and all that other bullshit. So obviously, we're only going to barely crack the surface with one episode dedicated right. to the topic. That yeah. is correct. If you want a, a deep dive, we suggest that you go listen to a better podcast. Right. People who know what they're talking about. Yes. Uh, instead of two jackasses that jabronis. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. Jackass jabronis. Um, but yeah, uh, regardless of how prepared or ill-prepared or unprepared, really, um, just uh, how spread out, thinly the the content for this episode is we are excited to dive into this because zombies is something that ted and i both uh, enjoy talking about the the topic itself and especially when it comes to horror movies with zombies so we're we're definitely excited about this episode ted uh, i'm assuming you're pretty pumped as well yes uh, i am finally I'm excited that we're finally able to answer George Carlin's age-old question of where the fuck all the zombies are. <laughs> Is that an age-old question that he asked? Yeah, it's one of his bits. But yeah, uh, Ted, if you are ready, um, we will go ahead and push the button for the intro music and get this shit show on the road. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, boop. All right, Ted. So, do you know where the origins of zombies comes from? 
vaguely, yes. So, um, it's, uh, it's related to a lot of, uh, like Haitian folklore, Caribbean folklore, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially where a deceased person, or their body at least, is reanimated, um, generally speaking to be controlled by the person reanimating them mm-hmm. uh, through some sort of magic. Yeah, that's, that is the gist that I have gotten uh, or, or did get through my, <clears throat> you know, uh, miles and miles of research that I did. Just joking. Um, I, I did the, the bare minimum <laughs> uh, enough to say, hey, I know a little bit about the history of uh, where where zombies come from, but you are you are correct. It is largely derived from Haitian culture and and their folklore, um, and uh, I believe there are some origins in Brazil and West Africa as, as well, um, but largely, you know, it, it comes from Haiti um, and. One one interesting thing that I was I was kind of reading um, a, a book that seems to be well revered by like a, a good cross section of people like horror directors and writers and just all kinds of different people that are into like the macabre. Um, it, it's a book written by a dude called W. B. Seabrook. Um, it was published in 1929 um, called The Magic Islands, and. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was pretty much like the first exposure in Western culture of like the voodoo zombie, which is, you know, the, the Haitian uh, derived from the Haitian folklore. Um, so I thought yeah. that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, I would say that's probably the first sort of large imprint on, on Western culture. Now, obviously, um, people who had moved to the States or, or been moved to the States from Haiti or from some of the places they, they of course were aware of it, but I, I think you're probably right. That's most likely the, the first, I guess, first time white people heard about it. I would say probably <laughs> by yeah, and large. Right. The copy that I was, um, I almost decided to buy a, I think it was actually out of stock. Um, I was looking at it on Amazon and the most recently um, published version or, or updated version. Um, it, it was just recently updated, I think within the last 10 years or so, but it's got clips or an afterward or, or a prologue from, I think it was Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, a, a couple different people had cited the the book as like, a, a staple in their writing or the, you know, their screenwriting. Um, so I, I thought that was pretty interesting how it, it seems like a, a staple for a lot of people that, that have their hands in, in like zombie movies and the, the zombie culture. Right. I mean, you, you know, you talked about that novel or that book, the magic Island really kind of being a, a touchstone for a lot of people. And, something they sort of refer to as a guideline. I think that that's probably true. I think the Romero films for a more modern audience mm-hmm. in a sense, like a younger audience. Right. Is uh, I think the Romero films are probably kind of what they get it from. And then like an even younger generation would probably be like the walking dead. 
because that, that's been the big one for over the last what 10 10 or so years i think yeah uh, yeah it's been over 10 years unfortunately yeah um, that show is it's it's a it's complicated um but i mean even with all those different sort of iterations the rules quote unquote have basically stayed largely the same mm-hmm. um, there, i mean there have yeah. been some deviations from your standard zombie fare and, and before we go any further especially with like talking about deviations i think we should probably mention what like the quote-unquote rules are sure uh so zombies are reanimated corpses we covered that mm-hmm. they kept that one true to the source material at least uh compelled to eat the flesh of the living maybe we're tasty i don't know yeah it could be could, could taste be. like chicken might maybe if everything tastes like chicken what does chicken taste like um tofu okay i will prepare that later and report back uh, uh you killer tofu yeah. <laughs> uh zombies are unthinking tireless and i don't know that impervious to injury is the right thing because they can be hurt but i, I think they're unfeeling so that I, I don't think the pain affects them necessarily so right yeah for everything that we've seen or, or most everything that we've seen the everything that you do short of impaling the brain just slows them down um so essentially you're just wasting your ammo if uh uh, unless you're like just a shitty shot which would be me well you're still wasting your ammo then if you're a shitty shot but um right well sure as david alluded to and of course there's a classic line uh remove the head or destroy the brain those are mm-hmm. kind of the the ground rules, so to speak, with zombies. Now, like I was saying before we got into that, there have been some diversions or deviations from that. Um, I think one big one big one to point to is the twenty eight days, twenty eight weeks later series. Yeah. The first one, Days, is really, really good. And the second one is a movie that I watched once. Um <laughs> I like twenty eight weeks later. Well Nobody's perfect, David. Uh, I will be the first to admit that. Yeah. So, um, in which case, you know, those, those you had the the quote unquote fast zombies, and a lot of people were annoyed by that. Which you know, I, I get it. You know, I'm a purist in a lot of ways too. But I think you can make a pretty cogent argument that that's not really a zombie movie. They just took a lot of inspiration from zombie tropes. Yeah. I, when when I was doing you know some other research as far as like the the most celebrated of zombie movies you know and not just the classics but throughout all time you know classics and contemporary there was uh I was reading about like the argument to be made that the twenty eight days and weeks later zombies aren't actually zombies like you were saying um and just just like you said the the fact that they run that's one of the main arguments and two, the fact that it is uh, what the, the rage virus or whatever that, yeah. that they called it in the movie, like <laughs> traditionally speaking for the most part, up until that point, zombies were, you know, reanimated uh, by some sort of magic or, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it it wasn't really a virus um uh, right. or you know it wasn't really explained at all um a lot of the times in movies it was just boom zombies um so yeah i, I totally get the argument um for the those movies not really being quote unquote zombie movies i beg to differ because 
I I think it's fun to kind of have the the term zombie be a little bit more, um, I guess spread out uh, for lack of better words. But yeah, anyways, we can we can tackle that whenever we get to the the movies part of the episode. Right. Uh, so yeah, as David said, we're going to put a pin in that and, and come back to that because we like to talk about movies and you know what you get with this podcast. So <laughs> yeah, apparently you listeners don't mind us talking about movies either, which is fantastic. That's um, literally the only thing in the world I like. <laughs> you like me, don't you? Moving no, right along. Okay. <laughs> uh, recently, over the last 10 to 15 years, I would say, there have been, or there has been a budding subculture of zombie fans that sort of seem to want a zombie apocalypse. You see a lot of these stickers, especially on like SUVs that are like, uh, zombie apocalypse response squad or something like that right um so david let's let's talk about preparing for a real zombie apocalypse sure so i know that i i probably wouldn't die on day one but i don't think i would be one of the uh you know i wouldn't be like a season 10 survivor (laughs) like i wouldn't be uh, like I'd be gone by like halfway through season two, I, I think. Um, and because of some stupid shit, like I forgot my inhaler. Uh, and so, you know, <laughs> you wouldn't be, yeah. you wouldn't be cannon fodder exactly, but you also probably wouldn't be a long-term character. <laughs> right. But I would make sure that my death was tragic and that, right. you know, you gotta yeah, tug at them heartstrings. Right. At least one or two tears were shed. Right. Um, um yeah uh i the idea of a an actual zombie apocalypse isn't really something that i considered too much up until recently like it's i feel like this is a a decent time to to kind of talk about it because of the pandemic and everything um yeah well with the rona yeah right um I feel like if one were to happen, a a good possibility would be like someone using it, like actually making a, like an airborne virus on purpose for the use of like biological warfare, or maybe like it getting out of hand and, you know, all of a sudden it, it breaks, you know, uh, the the uh, quarantine lab and contaminates everyone. And then, you know, it just runs amok. And I mean, we, we all saw how easily um, COVID spread across the entire fucking planet. So um, I don't I feel like it's less of a, a fantasy now more than ever. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of um, <clears throat> zombies, I, I think that's pretty s- steadily and handily in the realm of fantasy. Although I will say that I am tempted to agree uh, with your assessment of, or with your comparison rather uh, between COVID and a hypothetical zombie apocalypse or zombie type Mm -hmm. outbreak in that we would probably fuck it up just like we did the coronavirus. Um, (laughs) And instead of doing the bare minimum to, to stop the spread, just be like, eh, the economy though or whatever your excuse <laughs> du jour is um right and and you would end up 
um, you know, getting bit while waiting for the bus or something. Um, because, you know, God forbid that the goddamn box store doesn't open on time. Uh, <laughs> the box like that. store. <clears throat> you know. Um, I was going to use a specific store, and then I was like, I don't want to get sued. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Um, <clears throat> y- yeah. Uh, I... <sighs> Growing up, you know, watching a, a few zombie movies and, and stuff, I always thought to myself, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, it's literally the end of the world. Why wouldn't people, like, band together and be like, you know what? We now finally, at the the this apocalypse, we finally have a common enemy. So let's all band together and be friends and let's fight this common enemy. What did you learn, David? Uh, I learned that that's utter total bullshit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like just the toilet paper situation alone. Like there, there's no sign of uh of us as humans to to do that. <laughs> to to yeah. like be kind to I mean like humans are capable of kindness. I, I don't want to sound like a complete fucking downer here. Um that's, that's my, my job. So <laughs> your words. Um but I just want to express that now I understand, you know, how it's portrayed in shows and movies, how like there's fucking gangs that form and, you know, you like you can't trust people more than ever, um, you know, at, at the, the sign of an apocalypse. So it's depressing. Um <laughs> Let's let's take this one step further. Let's take this little hypothetical one step further. Yeah. How would it. you go about preparing to uh, adapt and survive in this apocalypse? Would you have a bomb shelter, some sort of above ground facility? What would you do? So, are are we talking like I have prep time, like, uh, or like, say if, if just starting tomorrow, you're like David, you have to prepare for a possible oncoming zombie apocalypse david the fact that you just asked that tells me all i need to know you would not <laughs> does be it and you would die immediately uh you're you're correct no. um <laughs> well so let's just let's just assume that you have survived by hook or by crook um okay and now that things have established themselves as the new normal as it were mm-hmm. um you have some time to to prepare on the fly, so to speak. Sure. Well, I I actually did give this quite a bit of thought over the last couple of days, and I think one of the biggest things is to would be to play to one's strengths. So you know, figure out what what you do well. Um, you know, I was thinking about the game um, Dead Island and. You know, you have all different kinds of characters to choose from, um, and they all have like their own special abilities. You know, there's like a big beefy guy, and then you know there's like the the kickboxer guy, and they all have their own special things. So I feel like that's that would be an important uh, thing to take into consideration is is playing to your strengths. And while I'm not like an endurance runner, I I can be pretty fast uh, for short bursts. So I feel like 
as long as I got a decent pair of running shoes, um, I, I could run away uh, from zombies, provided that they are the slow ones. And I feel like a, a melee weapon would probably be best suited for me because I, I can be pretty agile if I need to be. So something like a, a katana or um, a sword or a machete, something like that. Um, I also don't get grossed out easily. Like I actually laugh when people vomit. Um, I don't know what. That's it's <laughs> what funny. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, some people get grossed out, you know, blood, guts, gore, etc. You know, people get grossed out by that. Sh- like, I, I feel like I could handle that well. So, you know, in close quarters, quote unquote, combat with a zombie, you know, I, I feel like I might even take a little bit of pleasure of slicing through um, some fuckers brains. Okay, well, we're going to get you some serious, serious psychological evaluation after this episode's over. Um, uh, this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp.com. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if they were actually a sponsor, that would be one fucking hell of a segue. That would be good. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I, I am not agile. I am fat, and I have a bad knee and a bad back. So um, I'm going to go ahead and rely on the fact that I have four loaded weapons within arm's reach of me at all times. <laughs> That was that was going to be my guess. Yeah. Uh, I, I was gonna, I was going to let you, you know, do you know, is, speak your your truths or whatever. Right. Um, but but if you were to say, hey, David, guess what? You know, my my special sauce is going to be. I'd say uh, lots and lots of guns. Yes, several. Um, <laughs> And then you would re- retort back with, "Is that a a fat joke? How gauche?" Uh, <laughs> Damn, that's actually better than what we came up with. We should have done that. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I mean, not to sound like the resident hillbilly gun nut, because I don't think I am. But uh, I mean, yeah. look, if uh, if shit were to go wild with the zombies showing up, I would uh, I-, I would be all right for a short time. And then I would get in my truck and leave. <laughs> and just hope for the best at that point. Um, here for a good time, not a long time, right? <laughs> 100, 100%. Yeah. Uh, we ain't building no shelters cause we ain't sheltering. All right. That's my point. <laughs> yeah. We, we ain't sheltering. We wilding. Yes. Right. Uh, um, better to burn out than fade away, baby. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, no, I, I like, I like a lot of the, A lot of the, you know, getting on the road and, um, you know, just seeing where, where life takes you kind of aspects, you know, not, not really right. setting up shop, um, one place too long. I, I mean, you know, you see in movies and shows how, you know, they, they do their fair bit of walking and then they kind of set up shop at one place until the, the zombies come and invade that place. And then they have to move and rinse and repeat, um, so I kind of get that that would that might be a thing that happens, but you know you could avoid all that if you just you know try and find a, a decent car and trick that bitch out with uh, you know uh, one of those um, cow splitters uh, yeah. on the on the front of it. Uh, I would basically just tell all the zombies to fuck around and find out. Is <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what I would do. But you know um, to to kind of somewhat pivot back into movies, like I think. I think there have been some good ideas 
in in the movies of what to do like just just like thinking about it from like a logical standpoint like i think the idea of i i believe this is in the remake of dawn of the dead where they're like let's go to this island that seems like a good idea it doesn't work out for them so much in the movie but you think about it you're like no i mean that makes sense you're surrounded by water you know as long as there are no zombies on the island conceivably that's a, a place you could defend you know right because i don't think zombies can swim they can barely like they just amble around like drunks so i'm, I'm pretty sure that swimming is not the cards for them <laughs> right yeah um no well yeah we're, we're we're definitely gonna get into the movie stuff here in in just a bit yeah i i feel like if I saw something like this coming, like, like a zombie apocalypse, I would say, fuck my Honda and go grab a, like a, like a, just a very big vehicle. Uh, Cause it seems like that would be necessary if you plan on really getting anywhere, really. Um, Cause you're not going to run anyone over in a civic. Um, well, not, not to any degree of, danger at least <laughs> right yeah um <laughs> honda civic is basically like the the uh tyco pedal car for adults <laughs> <laughs> right it's it is the definition of it gets you from point a to point b um <laughs> it's only like the only car that i can think of that's more boring than a civic is a toyota camry <laughs> yeah um the, the, the Camry and you can even and, Camry with V6. So I, I mean, I don't know. It's tough. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like the Toyota Camry and the Honda Accord in my mind have always been like the older, more boring ass sibling of the Civic and the Corolla respectively. Yeah. At least the, the Civic, you can get like the type R or the SI with the Camry, right. you get the dad mobile. <laughs> <laughs> really is a dad mobile it's it's like you know you're you're getting into dad territory where you you, you don't white new balances <laughs> right means. yeah you're not quite ready to make the jump into minivan lands mm-hmm. or or maybe your wife has the minivan and and you get the the boring dad car yeah, yeah. um sad life <laughs> let's take a moment to shed a tear for all of our all of our fellow dads and, yeah. and moms, all, yeah. all of our fellow boring parents. Yes. May zombies come in and, and fuck things up and make things more interesting for you again. I don't feel like that's something they would want to happen as parents, but I'm also not a parent, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That, I, I was being facetious. Um, my, my damn dry sense of humor. Um, anyways, marching forward. Um, so, so guns for you then. You think uh, you'd be uh, be a little bit more up close and personal, or do you think you'd you'd practice and hone your sharpshooting skills so you can? I mean, I would always say that you should have a plan B. So, I mean, at some point you're gonna run out of ammunition, or you know, have to sleep, and something could you know make it through mm-hmm. uh, or get close to you. So, I mean, yeah, definitely you've got to have a backup plan. Um, I don't know off the top of my head what that might be because I feel like. Once they're that close, if I've got a, you know, if I'm holding a, a, a rifle or a gun of some kind, then I'm probably pretty fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess I could conceivably, depending on like, if it was a rifle, I could turn it around and beat them with the butt end of it. You know? Yeah. I, you know, I, I watched the, the original, um, night of the living dead last night. And, uh, 
uh, actually back to back that and Dawn of the Dead. Um, and I got a good glimpse of all kinds of ways that you could defend yourself against zombies um, once your ammo runs out um, in all kinds of entertaining ways. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm just going to store all that information in the dark recesses of my mind and wait for it to come back up uh, when and if the zombie apocalypse ever happens. Yeah, just in case. Right. Um, Shauna, you know, a good friend of ours and um, what, four-time guest of the podcast Yes, now? Uh, basically a co-host at this point. <laughs> right, just honorary co-host. <clears throat> she, uh, I talked, uh, this is actually a topic that, she'd be very well suited for um, because several times we've gotten together and she's talked about like, Hey, have you ever thought about preparing for the zombie apocalypse? And like, I thought she was bringing it up as a joke, but like she legit has plans. (laughs) Like she wanted to buy, um, you know, a, a big farmhouse, like on a giant piece of land um, with, uh, with like her relatives and just go live out in the middle of nowhere um, or have it ready like as a second home so that if, if it ever happens, then she has a place and, you know, she, it would have like the, the second story with the, I guess a terrace or whatever, where you can go out there and use it as a sharpshooting nest. She, I, she had this whole elaborate plan set out. So Shauna, um, if you're happen, happening to listen to this episode, I'm sorry if I fucked up anything uh in the details of your plans she seems Uh, like the type of person that would take it very seriously if you were not accurate to her plan (laughs) (laughs) she's like fuck you i'm not your friend anymore yeah i like shauna but she seems like she would take that in some kind of personal way (laughs) (laughs) nah um but yeah she her her plans were elaborate and i was like oh okay well you're you're serious then okay well that that's great um maybe i should put some more thought into it that, that was like my first thought I was like man fuck like maybe i'm i'm not prepared what does um, she know that i don't <laughs> right is there is there something going on here um so yeah uh, uh anything else we want to touch on with um with preparing for a possible apocalypse before we jump into the the movie and tv fair uh no i mean i think that pretty well covers it i think everybody knows that it's fun to talk about but it's not gonna happen right like let's 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 focus on some real problems <laughs> right exactly uh so yeah uh movies and tv um should we get the walking dead out of the way so we can get yes, into please. the actual let's good shit <laughs> okay so the first like season and a half were good um everything else was bullshit um the end no uh, yeah i mean I- <laughs> Did you watch any of The Walking Dead? I watched the first season. And I I, I watched the first season because I was such a big fan of the books. Mm -hmm. I loved the comics um, for a time. And then they got kind of too much too. But I was really into the comics for a time. I think they kind of hit right at a time where zombies weren't quite cool again. Um, Right like 28 days later had come out and everybody or a lot of people have been like, this is a really good movie. And of course, like the Romero stuff was happening. I, I think um, land of the dead had either just come out or was just about to come out. Um, and so zombies weren't quite quote unquote back yet, but like mm-hmm. there was still a pretty dedicated following um, for that particular type of horror. 
and you know i was into it i liked i you know i liked all the romero films and 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 some other stuff and the 20 and you know the 28 days later and so i checked it out on recommendation i was really into it i heard they were doing a show and i was like okay i'll give it a shot you know i don't it's gonna be on basic cable so you know how 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 far are they really going to go with it and this and that? And it was just not good. I don't know. Like I, I tried the first, cause the first season, what, like six or eight episodes. Yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't too long of a, a first season. It was six or eight episodes too long. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think it was that good. I'm one of those people where it's like either do the books as a film or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. keep them true to true to form. Or if you're going to change them, like change them. And right. I felt like they, I feel like I got bait and switched because the first couple of episodes, the first episode in particular is very, 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 very comic accurate. Yeah, that's, that's what I heard. And then it goes like, yeah, there's some books, I guess. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And so I didn't, I didn't like it for that reason. And then I also just like, nobody in the show could fucking act. <laughs> At least in that show, like there are people in it, there are actors that that are are or were a part of that show that like are talented, mm-hmm. but I feel like they were just told, "Nah, this isn't going to do anything. Just fuck it, phone it in," because <laughs> I feel like nobody tried. Uh, and then I quit giving a shit pretty pretty much after the end of the first season because I was like, "Wow, that was not good," um, and I never expected it to become like the phenomenon that it has. Yeah. That's that's very much how I felt about Fear the Walking Dead. Like I gave that show a a solid, you know, first season watch and I was like this is total garbage. Like I hate I hate myself more than the show for like putting putting myself through this nonsense. Um but yeah, The Walking Dead, I watched it <sighs> I watched it for a while, you know, I, I, and I didn't watch it as soon as it came on, um, you know, came on the air. Um, I, I think someone told me about it after the first season or two. And, uh, and eventually I was caught up to, to the point where, you know, I was watching new episodes as they aired. And I think I stopped watching the season after Negan was finally introduced. And I, I think at that point I was about to, swear it off because i just i felt like it it was just the same rinse and repeat bs like over and over again and i was just like this this is the same old stuff over and over i I just i'm done with it and and, but everyone was like no like negan's coming like all signs are pointing to negan coming so like you need to watch it and so i was like fine i'll hang on and they introduced him and spoiler alert for those of you that haven't watched the walking dead he fucking kills two of the main characters like right off the bat no pun intended because it's with the bat (laughs) um and you know i i I say this i'll say this a lot i said it earlier in this episode like i have a pretty strong stomach when it comes to like gore and and whatnot but like you know at the end of that that season when, you know, he's introduced and he comes out of like the camper and it's shown that he, he bashes the brains in of one of, you know, the, the main characters, but you don't know who, um, until the opening of the next season, you find out that it's, um, 
the the redhead dude I, I forget what his name is um with the the goatee or whatever and then he turns around and and kills glenn and like i felt fucking ill like i was sick to my stomach because I don't know, like it was just so gross. Um, and, and I'm not talking about just, just visually. Like, I mean, the visuals were, I don't know, kind of incredible, but like, I don't, it just felt gross. Like, like they had to really drive the point home that Negan was like a force to be reckoned with, but yeah. they were trying too hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gratuitous is definitely a good word. Um, and so after, like, I just slowly lost interest after that. And I, that, that season after, um, I, I don't think I, I ever watched again. Um, and then come to find out that like Negan is like part of the gang now. I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? Like, hey, he hey so remember where I killed two of your homies in a really terrible fashion? That's, that's my bad. I was high. <laughs> <laughs> is what happened there so i would like to formally apologize right like i had peyote uh stuck in my bandana and i was just taking whiffs of that shit like just on the side you know, like whoa let's get this done um but yeah um i don't know uh, uh the walking dead it's it's whatever okay. it, it's a thing I, I get why people like it it's like I said, I held on for a little bit, but I just, I, you would have to pay me to watch the rest of it. I really have no interest in watching the, the end of it. I, and I couldn't even tell you if it's, if they still have new episodes out. Gotta um, hope not. Um, <clears throat> in terms of movies, of course, there's the Romero films. You know, those are really the. Yeah, let's talk about the good ones. Yeah, th- those are really the, like, the really well-known ones. Um, of course, Night of the Living Dead, the first one, mm-hmm. which is Classic. available on YouTube. Yeah, I you told me this. I didn't know that was part of the public domain. Yeah, so yes. you can you can watch that on YouTube like guilt free. Yeah, and uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead. The yeah. the um that that is the official uh, or well official sequel, uh, unofficial sequel. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, I don't know that it's like part of the original canon early but as yeah you know it's it's definitely at least a spiritual sequel at the very least yeah um but it is available on youtube as well um for free so so you can watch that one as well yeah both of those are great and classics for a reason um this they both kind of operate on a on a level beyond just being a zombie movie like the first one has a lot of of dealings with like race relations and Mm -hmm. mirror always said that was by accident like he didn't set out to make a movie like that he just happened to cast um is it Dwayne uh chapman i think is the right it's the the lead actor he just happened to be african-american um you know when he when he cast that actor he just said he was the best actor available so we wanted to put him in the lead and and you know he wasn't intending to set out to make a movie that that had a lot of commentary on racial tensions and racism, but it ended up sure. being that way because the actor was African-American. Right. Um, and then the second one, Dawn of the Dead, like it's definitely a critique on consumerism and consumer culture, which for sure, I don't know that it was an, a, an accident on the first one. Like, I don't want to assume intent. And for all I know, you know, Romero was just like, eh, sure, let's run with this, you know, but 
Um, you know, they're both great. Great films. A day of the dead is also good. Um, I, I don't think it, a lot of people, that's a lot of people's favorite, which I think it's good. Like, I don't, I don't think any of these, any of the first three are bad movies necessarily, but I think uh, in in my personal opinion, it's the weakest of the three. Mm -hmm. Um, but still good. And then, um, you know, he would go on to make several other land or I'm sorry, several other of the dead movies. Land of the dead came out in Oh five or so. And it's not very good, but it's a movie you can watch. Um, Mm -hmm. John Leguizamo's in it. I think he's a zombie spoiler alert. Um, (laughs) but, uh, it's there. And of course, rest in peace Romero. Like he's an icon for a reason, but, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, him and, uh, Tom Savini, you know, he, he did the, the makeup and, um, you know, practical effects makeup and stuff like that for a lot of those movies. Um, I want to say the, at least the Dawn of the Dead, right? That, that was kind of like his big one. I believe so. Um, I, I mean, he, you know, I was listening to that, um, that episode, the podcast, the, you know, history of horror uncut, um, which is a good one, by the way, you know, um, if, if you're a fan of horror, you should definitely check that out because they get some pretty cool interviews with some high profile um, horror aficionados. Uh, but he was on there and he was talking about some of the work that he's done. And he's just a super interesting character. Um, and it's like so full of like charisma and enthusiasm for his work. Like after all these years, like he, he's not like, Oh, I'm like done with it. Like you hear it in his voice. Like he's still after all these years uh, of working in the industry has all this excitement for what he does. So it's just, yeah really cool to hear him talk about that yeah he uh he's he's a really great follow on uh social media as well if you oh, yeah? if you're into that okay that's cool um but yeah you, you just spoke on you know night of the living dead and dawn of the dead and you know i i watched those two back to back last night for the first time i had seen the remake of dawn of the dead which came out in like 2004 2005 um but I had not yet seen the original. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was an interesting, um, couple of hours. Uh, the first one, uh, the night of living dead, it, I think I told you this last night, it felt a lot longer than like a 90 minute runtime. It's it's a slow movie. It is. Yeah. Um, um but, but it, it is like, it's, it's great. Like I really enjoyed it and it is bleak as fuck. Yeah. It is like, it's very tough to pull off a movie that like doesn't have any light at the end of the tunnel. Um, right. And, but I, I think, I think he did with that one because I think it's a, it's a realistic ending to the movie that he made. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I saw him, uh, saw, you know, all the, uh, the, I, I don't know what you want to call them villagers or, you know, just townspeople coming to clear out the zombies, you know, just, walking around and they come across that house that, um, you know, what's his name is holed up in. And he, you know, they're coming up to the house at like the same pace that he's like trying to come out. And I was like, Oh no. Yeah. Like, it's it's going badly. Yeah. And I was like, Oh Jesus. I, I was really hoping, uh, for, um, for a different ending. But with that ending, I was like, 
as sad uh, and upsetting as it is, it like you said, it, it makes sense. Um, and it's it's a good ending, um, you know. But if uh, if you haven't seen it, um, get ready to be sad, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, Dawn of the Dead, which uh, even though it was only 10 years later, was like a huge step up in terms of oh, a lot of stuff, really. Um, yeah. Like the acting performances, the I mean, it was shot in color. Um, they got a budget. And, uh, right. Um, and like you said, the, the idea of shooting in a mall was was pretty great. Uh, you know, it kind of touches on consumerism and how uh, like it actually had substance to it. Like you, you hear them, you know, talking about uh, how long they could actually live there. They, they kind of, they decide to land on land the helicopter on the mall's um, uh, roof. And, and they're like, we could actually, you know, with the supplies we have here, we could actually, um, you know, try and barricade uh, some walls and, and make sure that it's a safe place to stay, but we could actually stay here for a long period of time. And um, his, I think, I don't think they were married, right? They, they were just boyfriend and girlfriend. I don't know. It's uh, been a long time since I've watched that movie. Yeah. Um, but she was talking about how it could end up feeling more like a prison than an actual home. Um, and uh and so there was a, there was a lot of great conversation there um, between, you know, the, the four main characters that, uh, that we had that just talking about, you know, what, like their little lives in that instance w- could potentially be like in, you know, in the apocalypse, you know, where they, it seems like they have everything they need, but is it really living? Um, and is it, is it better to um, take their chances on the outside and, and try and actually make it uh, instead of like just being in this, you know, fucking mall and barricaded inside with not too many options, but um, yeah, all in all, it was a solid, <coughs> solid flick. And um, I don't know if I want to give too much away that the, the scene with uh, the biker gang, was fucking insane yeah (laughs) like you know i I won't go too farther than that if uh for those of you listening that haven't seen it uh, i don't want to spoil anything but yeah it's it's crazy um that that's when it really um you know the proverbial turn it up to 11 and then rip the knob off kind of thing it's um it's 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 a great one I i don't know what else to say i mean like you know, it's a classic for a reason, like I said. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about some of the more contemporary um, zombie flicks we got? Uh, yeah, definitely. So we can talk about the, the goat, the greatest of all time, which is Shaun of the Dead. That is that is a fact. Um, we've talked yeah. about it on the podcast before. That is um, legitimately one of my favorite, if not my favorite movies ever. Yeah, it's it's so damn good. Um, and, and another kind of a a commentary on consumerist culture, uh, you know, (laughs) but like, you know, a very funny take obviously, cause he, he spends like almost the entire, uh, first day of the movie, like unaware that the apocalypse is a thing and is happening, um, 
because he's so used to like just wandering through life as a uh, you know an automaton more or less. <laughs> right yeah just yeah. someone who you know just going through the motions and and whatnot so but it's you know it's got a lot of heart to it you know it's not just comedic fare like there there's actual you know poignant moments where um you know there's there's some uh there's some emotions so uh yeah it's it's a good one and like the batman soundtrack line like gets me fucking every time the the throwing the records is is one of my favorite scenes where he's just like uh shot a oh no that's liz's well she did dump you just <laughs> fucking kills me where he's just like that's a perfect justification to throw a fucking record of hers at a zombie it's just there's so the <clears throat> I, I i just like it i'll stop I'll take over this episode and we'll just make the whole thing about Shaun of the Dead, but I legitimately <laughs> love that movie. And I laugh almost to the point where it hurts every time I watch it. And I've seen it literally a hundred times. Yeah. It's, it's so good. Yeah. So Edgar Wright is, uh, you know, the, the director, um, and he, he's done some great movies. Um, and of course they, they pretty much all star Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, but, I think Shaun of the Dead is my favorite of uh, of his films and just a great zombie movie in general. Yeah, um, it, it's good because it doesn't like the zombies aren't the joke, right? Like they're in on some of the jokes, but it's not making fun of zombies or horror. And that's that's why I think it's so successful in that it, it has a true you can tell those guys love those type of movies. Right. Yeah, now that you mention that, like I, I, I don't think I ever really took the time to analyze it like that. Like it, it, it's not like the zombies are besides the point, but it also feels like they're not necessarily the main focus, despite it being a zombie movie. Like it's it's about you know Simon Pegg's character uh, trying to organize everything to get to the Winchester and have a pint and uh, wait for this all to blow over. Um, everything that happens in between and after have, have you by chance seen warm bodies? No. Yeah. It, I didn't think so. Um, it, it's also, I, I don't think necessarily your kind of movie really. Um, it's, I feel like it's the dude's equivalent of, uh, a twilight movie like but about zombies um it's it's more of a a romance tale i guess um uh, that that has zombies it also has a great soundtrack too um but uh one of our longtime um listeners and and fans uh, mackenzie she she actually posted on the facebook group page when i asked for a favorite zombie movie she mentioned warm bodies and i was like finally some love for warm bodies um so yeah i just had to throw that one in there even though you don't really have anything to say about it which is cool um you uh let's let's dive back into the the 28 days and weeks later movies um and talk a little bit more about them um do so would you technically consider them zombie flicks so like i personally don't consider them zombie movies in the traditional sense like i said i really like 28 days later and 28 weeks later i did watch once um i think that it's possible to 
to look at them and I mean, obviously you can look at them and say, okay, they took inspiration from a lot of the classic zombie tropes, but I don't think that, like I said, I'm kind of a purist in that way where it's like, it's, it's all or nothing for me in that respect where it's like, they changed one thing, therefore they're not zombies. Just like, you know, if you take a movie and it's four parts Dracula, but he doesn't suck blood, like that's not a vampire, you know? Sure. Um, so while I do really enjoy the first one, I, I don't personally consider it a zombie movie. I mean, that makes sense. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'd have to revisit them in order to make a, a better assessment or, uh, you know, a more recent assessment because it has been quite a while since I've seen both of them. But yeah, I, like I said, you know, in the beginning of the podcast and um, I'll say it again, like I, I totally get the, the arguments that you have made and that others have made that it's, you know, from a purist standpoint, it's just difficult to justify it being, uh, them being zombie movies with all things considered from prior and especially classic zombie flicks. I mean, we could sit here for the rest of time basically and talk about <laughs> zombie stuff, but right. Um, I, I think let's, we probably talked at our listeners enough at this point. We're like an hour in. So, Right. Um, we'll go ahead and hit our normal segment that we end all shows with, or try to end all the shows with, and that is shit that doesn't suck, uh, where we recommend things that we like, that we've partaken in recently, that we think you might be into, or some of you might be into as well. Um, my shit that doesn't suck this week is kind of topical. I watched this for the first time the other day. It had come very, very highly recommended from a lot of people. Um, I finally got around to watching it, and it is called One Cut of the Dead. Uh, this movie came out a couple of years ago now, I think. It is a Japanese horror movie about uh, zombies. Mm. Um, a brief synopsis, it's about a group of, uh, well, a film troupe, so to speak, that is in an abandoned warehouse trying to film a zombie movie when a zombie outbreak happens for real. Um, and they are and they are kind of caught in the, the quick of it. And then, of course, the title, One Cut of the Dead, comes from the fact that it's a one-cut movie. Um, and it's, it seems like it's actually one solid cut rather than something like 1917, for example, where, um, it's, it's made to look that way, but there are definitely edits in it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You were telling me about that the other day and I was like, oh, that sound fucking awesome. Um, yeah. so it's, uh, it's available on shutter for those of you that okay. uh, are familiar with that. It's like six bucks a month and it's like. It's kind of like Netflix for horror and thrillers and stuff like that. I enjoy a lot. Um, yeah, Sh Shutter. It's a great streaming service yeah. um, for um, both you know your your casual horror uh, viewer and your you know hardcore horror you know fan. So um, it's and a steal for the the price point. So, uh, but my shit that doesn't suck is um, just a random. Uh, one-off uh, documentary that I came across on, I believe it was Amazon prime called uh, Lovecraft fear of the unknown. And it was uh, a little bit of a, uh, just a um, brief overview of HP Lovecraft and his life. And um, the, uh, a bit of a deep dive into some of the um, more, uh, well-known stuff that he has written like called Cthulhu and, um, and his, his earlier works, which are escaping my mind um, at this point in time. But it was uh, that 
one of my favorite things about it was getting all these like well-renowned um horror like directors and actors and um, writers to to come and talk about his work and like dissect it a little bit because you know that there's a lot to be said about hp lovecraft both good and bad but they really do a good job of putting it all in context for you so you can understand like it truly being a product of the time so yeah uh, it's you know if you have amazon prime it's available to stream for free so yeah, I definitely suggest going to check that out. So, but yeah, that uh, I believe that's going to do it for this episode and the fourth installment of Informal Paranormal, where we talked about zombies. Um, go subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Leave us a rating and review if you haven't already. Five stars or one stars, none of this uh, middle of the road bullshit. And uh, as always, be kind, stay geeky, and eat lots of cheesecake. Bye. Peace. All right. <clears throat> <clears throat> All right. Hello, no, everyone. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, where, where are we starting? I, uh... <laughs> I, was, I got like five words in, and you're like, oh! <laughs> that was my turkey call. <laughs> it's pretty good, actually. Thank you. Oh, shit. Okay.